Welcome to the Healthy Living Scottsdale Podcast. This show is your one-stop shop for all things health, fitness, and nutrition, and is brought to you by the team at Pulse Fitness. You can learn more about how the team at Pulse Fitness is helping people live stronger, longer lives by going to pulse.fitness slash podcast. But for now, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Healthy Living Scottsdale podcast. I'm your host today, Coach Brandy. I'm here with Coach JC. Hi. And Coach Zach. What's up? We're we're joined by JC today. So it's been, this is your third podcast yeah. with us, JC? Yep. Good. We're excited to have you on board today. Thanks. Um, before we start with today's topic, I uh, wanted to throw it out, give a, a nice big shout out to our client of the week. So I'm going to go to Jack, to Jack, Zach and JC on this one, not Jack. Do you want me to start over? <laughs> okay. I'm going to go to Zach and JC on this one um, since this client trains in the morning. So who, who are you shouting out to today? Yeah. So our client of the week is Dave Neville. Dave is pretty new. He's been here for probably like a month. Yeah. Um, super cool guy he just moved here i believe and he's got like some limitations he just recently had two full hip replacements so he's been on kind of like a different program but he's always got like a great attitude works really hard he's in here pretty consistently like almost three four times a week so yeah anything to add not really no he always just has a really good attitude has been super positive especially after the uh, hip replacements and has never complained once so we appreciate his hard work and his attitude. So good job, Dave. Yeah, way to go, Dave. Um, <laughs> you're really just crushing it in the morning. So we appreciate your effort and uh, enthusiasm and the attitude that you bring every day. So thank you. Um, all right, so the topic for today. So we wanna talk about um, uh, what what are the qualities of a good coach? And then we might sprinkle in, you know, some qualities of what a bad coach might look like as well. Um, but what is a good what is a good coach? So I know that, you know, as everyone probably has experience with a coach, whether that's through working out um, sports, whether, you know, you did sports as a kid or even um through you know your your personal professional life you've maybe had a mentor or a coach and i think everyone um, probably has that mentor or that coach in mind that was a really good coach and then um, opposed to that a coach that was not so good so we're going to talk about what it means to be a good coach in in the realm of training um, and your workouts, especially here at Legacy. Um, so we're gonna kind of go round robin. Um, JC, I wanted to start with you um, and just wanted to throw it out there. What, in your opinion, would you say makes a great coach? Um, I would say probably like the thing that comes to mind first is just like a good coach should wanna see you like be successful um, because if you don't have any kind of relationship with your coach or they don't push you or like they don't want you to become the best like version of yourself, then it's like, what are they like? Why do you why do you want them in the first place? Like, what are they doing? Like, what are their goals for you? Um, so that's probably like especially when I think of coaches that I've had in the past, like um, I played soccer. So like I always think about soccer coaches um, as the big people like that have shaped me from the past. And it was never. The coaches that were super like maybe nice um especially in women's soccer but they were always the ones that like actually like 
wanted to push you and saw like you could be better and they were always there to help you to the best of their ability whether or not that might have looked nice um no probably not but yeah so then how does that experience that you had personally with soccer how does that translate to the coach that you are on the training floor Mm. Um, I think I, in my own way, I guess, am always like pushing people and maybe I'm not the most vocal um, coach out there, which is apparent to everyone. Um, but in my, in my own ways, like people, like, like some of the, like the, the ladies from the seven o'clock group will like always joke around because I'll like sneak plates on there when they're not looking. Cause I'm like, I know you can do more than this. Like, I know you can do more reps. Like you can push yourself, but like, you're not doing it. So like, I'm going to do it for you. But that's just like, I don't know, I guess in my own ways, um, sneak it around. I don't know. The sneaky approach, no. <laughs> but, but it's effective. And I think, you sure. know, that in, in that way, you're showing them that you believe in them yeah. and that, you know, that they can, can do more pushing them to do more than they think that they can. Yeah. So that's awesome. Uh, Zach, what do you think? What, a, what makes a, what qualities make up a good coach? Um, I mean, obviously there's a lot, like I would say probably the most important would be like, they need to be your a good coach has to be like an expert communicator. Like this doesn't just mean loud i feel like everybody hears that and they think that means loud i personally think it's like the opposite of just being loud because personally if we're talking about like coaches growing up like the best coaches i've ever had were not people who just like constantly yell and scream mm-hmm. because if you have like effective things to say and how to like implement them people don't receive it information that way like it doesn't work so usually when the volume's up really really loud that means they have very little to say in my opinion. So as an ex, like if you need to be an expert communicator of any kind, that means you need to be able to know what the correct way to deliver any messages depending on your client. So especially in our specific like route that we're in here is semi-private training. So right. you could be training some six different people and you might need to deliver the same message six different ways, right? So if you don't know how to do that, you can't, it doesn't matter if what you're trying to like get across is correct or like really helpful to them. It's not helpful if they can't, if like you can't deliver the message in a way that they can actually receive it and like act on it. Mm-hmm. So there's a ton of things that fall under communication, but if you as a coach aren't capable, like you could be the smartest coach and know everything that you need to know. And like you can like in your brain, like like you have this idea of what you want them to do and how you want the whole session to go. But if you can't like actually verbally express that and like get them to understand that, like it all means nothing because right. what, what does it matter? If you like are very, very smart, but don't know how to lead the session and don't know how to connect with people and like establish any form of like rapport where they believe what you're saying, then it doesn't matter, right? And we see that quite often where there's coaches who maybe do not have the education and they're valued over a coach who does it, who does have the education because they can't deliver that information to the public. It sometimes gets skewed as far as like which you would prefer and that kind of comes down right. to preference. But if, if you can't communicate like elite or like at like an elite level, you can't be an elite coach to me because it's that's all that matters, right? Like every program means nothing if they can't understand what you're trying to get them to do. Right. So communication is key. Are there other values or traits that you feel are really important to have in terms of um, what makes an elite coach versus an okay coach? Oh, there's tons. <laughs> um, if we just so like if we just 
stay somewhat on like communication, but yep. like dive like in a different route. Like this, this podcast was like basically sponsored by what I did in coach to coach yesterday. So every week we do a coach to coach, which is just like one coach teaching the other coaches about a certain topic. And I talked about feedback and cueing and like how you need to cue your, uh, your clients in order for them to like receive the information you're doing and feedback, meaning like how much feedback you provide, what type of feedback you provide and like when even like goes, it comes down to like when you provide feedback. So like an elite coach has to know like the correct way to do all those things. And like, it really is like, you just need to know it and you learn through doing it and learn through other coaches because it all like happens in the time frame of like a second, right? Like if you're watching somebody, doing whatever exercise that you prescribe to them and like they're doing something wrong you're you have to make many decisions in your head within like a one second time frame while they're doing it like do you and you need to stop what they're doing do you need to give them the feedback right now is this like error that they're performing severe enough where like we need to stop what they're doing they're not like they're it's unsafe right or if it's not a big enough deal and we can wait till they're done and just explain it to them afterwards and then like it, like you could, this is why this is like a 10 minute conversation when I just gave it <laughs> because like you can go down many different like avenues among each one of those topics. But an elite like coach who is like an elite communicator needs to understand like, yeah, like not just, I need to be able to like effectively tell them and show them what they're doing, but I need to know how to provide feedback, the right amount of feedback and not to like overload our clients with a ton of stimulus about things they need to think about. Right. while they're doing their lift because I think you see that all the time and you totally like screw up their ability to perform the movement because you just gave them 20 things to focus on before they even started their rep. Right. That can be overwhelming to someone and um, really throw them off and then could all, you know, could lead to injuries because they're overthinking about what they should be doing. Yeah. Right. Um, anything else with regard to cueing? No, I, no, I think that's about okay. good. Yeah, I agree. So I think communication is really important. Um, and JC, you talked about the ability to kind of bring the best out of um, the person that you're coaching, kind of pushing them, making them um, or helping them to go farther than they thought that they could. So I think those are really great qualities of a good coach. I think um, someone that can be personable and relate to the, the person that they're training and someone who's invested in um, helping that client get the results that they're after, I think are also really important. And I know that all of us here that train, that um, coach at Legacy, it's really important to us that we help our clients get the results that they're striving for. We want them to be successful. And I think everything that we do as a coach is around wanting our clients to be successful um, through the training program that we're, that we're you know, leading them through. Um, what other qualities or, or what qualities would you say would make for an ineffective or a poor coach? Uh, okay. So I mean, kind of just like uh, branching off again, what I already said. So, um, a coach who provides like an inordinate amount of feedback to a client all the time, which w means like after every rep or during every single set that they're doing, you're telling them like how they're, what they're doing, like how it looks, all these things, like no matter basically what the feedback is, all we're really doing. So like this usually is done because like 
you think that's better for the client, right? You're giving them all this information that you think is like just gonna elevate them even more. But really what we're doing is we're just like creating uh, over-reliance on the coach. So like the client is here for us in our expertise. Right. So they do need it, but you need to understand like the line because all we're doing then is making them not believe in their abilities and what they're doing and they're not really learning because all they're doing like the, if we don't give them feedback then as soon as you don't give them feedback on a rep they stop what they're doing they're like they look and they'll ask you like was that right and there's nothing wrong with them asking that but all we're doing now it means like as soon as i turn my back it's all it's all going downhill because they they need you right, right. and like our clients do need us for many many reasons but our goal would be to teach them enough and grow them as a, just an advanced lifter and exerciser to where they don't need you to be like over their shoulder telling them exactly what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong. And the goal then is like, like our people who have been here for a really long time and we have like done the correct job with them. We come in, we tell them what to do, they do it, right? And like there's minor tweaks that always occur. Right. They might do something slightly wrong. You provide the feedback when, it, when it's needed, but like they don't need me to like tell them that rep looks good every rep like they don't yeah they just do it and they know that if something's wrong i'll tell them if i want them to do something different they'll do it but a bad coach just in an in like in it it's a good effort right like they have the right right like at heart they're doing it because they think it's helping but really what we're doing like we're it's so far on the wrong end of the spectrum because you're providing so much what you think is like help and you're really just hindering their ability to grow and their ability to learn because they're just like if you, everything you ever try to do when you're learning in school, like somebody like immediately told you if it was right or wrong, you would never find out for yourself if you were actually knew how to do it because they told you immediately. Right. And I feel like it's super common in our industry just because a lot of people might be like an unconfident, like in their own abilities as a coach. So then they think they have to like demonstrate their knowledge along every single like opportunity they get. And it's just like, it's way too much stimulus and it's too much feedback that people just it becomes a crutch for your client instead of anything else. Yeah, they're too reliant on the coach. We need to um, ensure that they're they have the abilities and the education to be able to to do the the workout on their own or to do the moves properly on their own. Um, JC, you agree with that? Pretty much. Yeah, I just I don't know what like movement movement is so simple. I guess like if I want to pick something off the floor real quick, like I'm not going to tell myself to think about all these things like, oh, I'm gonna extend my elbow, I'm gonna extend my hand out, and then I'm gonna, you know, contract my bicep and blah, blah, blah to pick it up. So it's just like, as coaches, it's like, why would we need to overcomplicate that in exercise? Like movement should be automatic. It's not as complex as people like to make it unless, you know, you have a coach that thinks that's, that's the answer, like you need to overcomplicate it. And that's probably just because they're not educated or maybe that's just like what the client wants but i don't think it's necessarily what the client needs right we shouldn't be making it over complicated yep make it simple um make it simple and make it um readily uh, you know doable and available for the client so that they you know they don't have to overthink um, the co and the coach is not encouraging them to overthink yeah. about each of the exercises that they're doing. Um, are there any other their qualities that, you know, if someone's out there working with a coach um, that are kind of red flags as far as maybe you should steer clear from that person? Okay, I have one. So um, I, mean, I, mean, I have many, <laughs> I have obviously. <laughs> but um, 
I th- like if you are doing it, your coach gives you a movement, right? Like they want you to do it and you ask them why. And basically their only reason I hear this all the time is like, I, whatever, I, we've always done this. They're like, oh, this, we've done with this person yeah. and it works because like all it shows, I mean, A, it shows they don't have a real reason for you, right? right? You should always be able to ask your coach and they should be able to clearly and concisely answer your question immediately. And if they, if it takes them a long time, like, you know when somebody really knows what they're talking about and when they don't, just like immediately. It's, it's clear, like you can know no matter what the subject is. So if you have coaches that do things just because they've always done them or you bring up something like a legitimate question and like instead of showing any like slight amount of like being like, oh, that like that's a good suggestion. Like we can try it. We can like see how it works, like unwillingness to like adapt and like alter things just because you've always done them is ridiculous to me, because if you just like. I'm oh, we're going to do this because it's worked in the past and I've always done it this way, like that is just like the unwillingness to learn basically mm-hmm. if like people have like said to me like in the past like if i like gave them something that we used to do like years ago not, not necessarily here and then like they asked me whatever i'm like no we're not going to do that anymore and if you were to like say like i you're like basically like you're like hypocrite like a hypocrite or you're like you're going contradicting yourself like that would be to accuse me of learning right like mm-hmm. i if a oh, coach is like oh we're gonna do this because we always do it this way this is like the way to do it like then it just shows like we're not even attempting to like learn and like take in suggestions from somebody even if they're not a coach right like you can learn plenty of things from somebody just by like they ask you a question or they're like hey it feels better when i do it this way well then you should probably do it that way it doesn't matter if like what you had prior like previously believed to be true or to work there should be an openness to like adjust things and to learn things no matter like what the source is even if it contradicts yourself or especially if it contradicts what you already believe because i found like everybody is like it, everybody is okay with it as long as it reaffirms what they already believe to be true. But as soon as you like offer something that contradicts their beliefs, like most people don't want, they just want validating information. Right. They don't want correct information if it contradicts what they already believe. So like a lot of coaches are like that where it's like, oh, we've always done it this way. It works. And like if they if they give you that reason <laughs> and you can ask them, like just ask them another follow up question. I've found like two follow up questions are enough to immediately like poke the hole in somebody if they don't really know what they're doing. Right. So like look for coaches that are willing to like actually take on suggestions and advice and any sort of question. If they're like totally resistant to it, that's probably a bad sign. Right. And the and coaches that are wanting to continue their education, continue to learn and grow and be adaptive. Um, I think those are all qualities of a great coach. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it's necessary. Yeah. Yep. Any other qualities that you want to throw out there um, as we wrap up in terms of these are things that you should look for and things that we do here at Legacy as far as being a great coach? I feel like we've kind of already talked about it, but I think just like a good coach needs to understand like how to work with a certain client. Like I feel like you can't deliver like like we said it before, like you can't deliver like the same message, to, like the same people, like people are going to understand it differently. Um, the same exercises are not going to work for the same person. So it's just like you should be educated enough to like understand your client, their needs, like what they don't need, maybe. Um, I feel like we've kind of discussed that quite a bit. I'm sure no, there's no. I others think that's a great addition. I think of too. Yeah. I would say the only other thing is um, like you need like intensity of course like always matters, but you need to like have a coach who knows the line, right? Like <laughs> I like we talk about yeah. this pretty regularly. Like 
people will be like, oh, I had a great coach. They like pushed me all the time, whatever. And then if you really just ask a couple questions, like they end up like getting injured or whatever, maybe like there is a line, like I'm all about like intensity, but like you need to understand your your like population, who you're training, what their capabilities are and understand the limits. Like I feel like in our field, it's so common to be like, oh, like there's no limits. You could always keep pushing harder. Mm -hmm. And like, that's only true to a certain extent, right? Like we know there are physiological limits and there are like physical limits, which means there are real limits and you can't just always push people like so our goals and our adaptations change all the time based mm -hmm. on what we're looking for so that means like there's not always a time like full all gas just push it and like we're just gonna push as much as we possibly can until you can't do it anymore like it doesn't make sense everybody knows and like whatever your environment is you can't go a hundred percent all the time and expect nothing to go wrong like it's just not the way it works right like if you like just thought of your body as like a machine, like a car or whatever, right? Like if you never, you're like always constantly like pushing it to its absolute limit and you're not, that's it. It's always like that. Like it's going to break down real right. quick. Right. And like, even if we exclude the, the conversation about recovery, cause recovery can be like quite complicated. Mm -hmm. Like it just in the gym or a workout setting in general, if you have a coach who's just like constantly like screaming at you and like pushing you all the time. And like, to a certain extent, you need to be able to understand like it yourself, like if the difference between this is really hard and like, I'm like, like, this is dangerous. Like I can't keep doing this. And I, I feel like it's like unsafe. You need to know the difference. Cause I hear people all the time, like, Oh, I had a great coach. And then you really ask some questions and a lot of people got injured on these little things. And maybe the coach didn't directly do it, but like, there's a commonality here. If people are keep getting injured, like injured yeah. from silly things that didn't need to happen. Right? right. And like, I think it's super easy to misconstrue like, Oh, they're just really tough and they want to get the best out of me. And like, they're just don't understand the line and how far to push you and when to like let it go yeah and i think that goes back to communication and the ability to adapt adapt Definitely. to the individual needs of each client i mean we have a, a training program that we run but it is specific to each client as an individual and i know that all of us um, coaching here at legacy are really it's really important to us that we have each individual client's needs at heart so i think that really makes a great coach agreed all right, that's going to do it for our topic today. Um, have a great afternoon. Thank you so much for listening to the Healthy Living Scottsdale podcast. Do you have a question that you'd like for us to answer live on the podcast? If so, all you need to do is head over to the Apple Podcast app on your iPhone and do three simple things. First, leave us a rating and review telling me what you think of the podcast. In that review, ask anything you want related to health, fitness, or nutrition. And if you want a shout out, leave us your Instagram handle or name. That's all you have to do. Then listen to hear your questions answered live on the next Q&A episode.